You are listening to episode number 41 of the Aging Academy Podcast. Welcome to the Aging Academy Podcast, sharing the information we need to discover how to grow older without getting old. And here's your host, who turns this whole idea of aging upside down, Lee Moat. Welcome back to the Aging Academy Podcast, where we learn how to grow older without ever getting old. This podcast series discusses the many issues and topics that help us to optimize and inspire the forward path of our lives. And you are listening to episode number 41 entitled, Can My Feet Support Me As Well As My Hands Have? I want to remind everybody, as I do at the beginning of each episode, that this podcast has its own dedicated show notes page for every single episode on the Aging Academy website. And finding these show notes pages are fairly easy once you know the episode number that you're looking for. For example, this episode is number 41. So to find the show notes page for this episode on the website, you would use the URL for the Aging Academy, that is, theagingacademy.com forward slash TAA41. That's it. So as long as you know the podcast episode number, then you also automatically know the show notes page on the website for that particular podcast episode. The show notes page for each episode typically contains additional information and links related to the topic matter of the episode. You can sometimes find offers from the podcast guests, and most importantly, you can join the Insiders Club for the Aging Academy, which will help strengthen your ability to grow older without ever growing old. However, for this episode, the show notes page contains some very important information that I really want to share with my listeners and followers. I will be referring to the show notes pages many times throughout this episode, and you will soon understand why in a few minutes. I have important news for the followers of this podcast. I am going blind in one eye. This is devastating news to me, for reasons which I will explain, of course. And this episode gives everyone the details of that, as well as the effect it is having on my life and pursuits. I will also speak of my emotions in connection to this, and how I might expect the future to unfold because of this. I have watched the vision in my right eye grow increasingly cloudier and blurrier, over the past two and a half months, to the point where I can no longer see clearly from that right side. So, how did this happen? I have promised to allow those that follow me to watch me take on the challenges of aging. We know that none of us make it out of this life alive, and I've always been curious about how I would take on the challenges and inconveniences of aging. More on that later in this episode. What happened in my right eye, according to my research and consultation with my doctors, 
is that I had an acute glaucoma attack where the pressure within the eye builds up to the point where the optic nerve is enduring damage. I say acute because it happened so rapidly. On the show notes page for this episode, you can see my right eye visual field test as it was measured during March of 2019. That was less than a year ago. You can also see the same as it was measured in April of 2020, roughly a year apart. At that time, the eye pressure was almost five times higher than what it normally is supposed to be. Subsequent optic nerve imagery verified that the damage had occurred to the optic nerve. My left eye had remained stable in this regard, so I did not include those pictures on the show notes page. I still do not have answers as to why the pressure in this eye rose so fast. Glaucoma affects many of us over 60, which is why it is important to get our eyes checked regularly. But many younger people can go blind due to glaucoma as well. Most times it develops slowly and painlessly, and you aren't even aware that it is happening. The lesson here is to get regular eye exams to catch this before you suffer significant vision loss like I have. It is somewhat defiant and rebellious of me to be too optimistic in terms of getting reasonable sight back into this eye. But I have a history of doing better than medical professionals prognosticate for me. First, there was the accident around 1995 where my face ended up smashed against someone's front tire. I was told that those facial scars would probably be there for the rest of my life. However, these days, friends, lovers, and loved ones hardly notice those scars are there at all, despite that during the first few years, they were the most conspicuous features on my face. Then there was the infamous accident of 2004, where I was told I would never have normal use of my right leg again. Initially, the doctor felt he should amputate my leg. My wife at the time rejected this suggestion. She had watched me recover from many things at this point and felt amputation was just too extreme a measure. I am eternally grateful for her for intervention in this manner. However, the accident left me temporarily broken from head to toe and hospitalized for over a month. I eventually recovered in fine style. Despite the bald spot on my head and the scars and pain on my right leg, I call this accident one of the biggest blessings of my life. It changed me deeply as a person. The person that went into that accident was most certainly not the person who came out of it and healed from that accident. And then, of course, there was the stroke at the end of 2016, where I learned so much about the role of neuroplasticity on healing the deficiencies caused by brain injury. But I am no stranger to challenging myself to do better than doctors typically think I will. 
but I have seen the images of my optic nerve for my right eye, and there is significant damage there that even I can see. I am not a doctor who has been trained to look at these images. I know that the long term may be better than it is at the moment right now, but I don't ever expect it to be where my left eye is at present. So what will be the restrictions I will have to take along with me on my forward path because of this eye? This is always a strange question because <clears throat> restrictions reside in the mind before they take shape in our lives. For example, before my 2004 accident, I was a local racquetball champion of sorts. In the corporations and companies I worked for, you would be hard-pressed to find a challenger that could stand up to my skills on the court. But please remember, we're talking about corporate environments, typically, typically consisting of other engineers and nerds just like me, only without the athletic component. It's not as if I was world famous or something like that. But I was able to hold my own in any competition I entered, and I even took home a few medals and trophies. I had to give all that up after my 2004 accident since the leg was no longer reliable in zipping around the court and the competition felt as if they were taking advantage of me as they watched me hobble from side to side unable to properly return the killing shots I had become known for. So I said goodbye to racquetball and embraced the solitary sport of gymnastics and fitness where the only competition was against myself. I loved it. I set a world record on YouTube to be the oldest person to record themselves executing a round-off back handspring, which is a gymnastic tumbling maneuver typically done by much younger people who are made of rubber instead of brittle breakable bones like me. So when I said goodbye to racquetball, I did not know at the time that I was saying hello to something even greater that would create a bigger name for myself than racquetball ever did. So now the pattern repeats again. I am once again reminded that the master is not the one who has the best circumstance. He is the one who makes the best of any circumstance. Thus far, I have been able to drive safely, but I have been hes hesitant to return to my motorcycle. Even in the car, I have been much more willing to adhere to the speed limits than I have in the past. I will test motorcycling more slowly to see that I can still ride safely and in comfort. First on solo rides instead of being challenged by my riding buddies. I will probably need eye protection in the form of goggles, which I have not yet explored. But more importantly for me, I will probably have to say goodbye to being upside down since it contributes to the high eye pressures that I need to avoid. I must say goodbye to handstands and headstands. This is by far the more important restrictions for me. I have made a name for myself with my inversions. Those of you who know me either on Facebook or YouTube have undoubtedly seen my pictures and videos of me being on my head or hands in some very dangerous places. 
I have pictures and or videos of me being upside down over Niagara Falls and on the cliffs of the Grand Canyons. I have pictures of headstands and handstands on mountaintops and at the edges of bridges with 75-foot plungers to the water if I should fall. I have pictures of me doing headstands and handstands on or near many of the monuments around the country, such as the Hoover Dam, Utah, Nevada, and the rocks of Sedona, Arizona. I have videos of my gym workout showing how I have acquired such skills. For those of you who are interested, I will be putting a video of so many of the memories I have created following these passions and pursuits. You will find this commemorative video on the show notes page for this episode, and the instructions for getting to this page has been given in the opening minutes of this episode. It is time to briefly mourn the loss and say goodbye to this chapter. But most importantly, it will soon be time to embrace another more powerful chapter for me. The details of that are still forming, but I already know it will require learning and growth from me. Today, I am not ready to move into that new chapter, but tomorrow, whenever that is, I will embrace it eagerly. I expect to find out that my feet can and will support me as well as my hands have if I give them a chance. I'd like to speak about how these events affect the message of the Aging Academy. Like any performer, the skills I have acquired and demonstrate is, in part, what I use to deliver the message of the Aging Academy, where we grow older without ever growing old. It is a lot easier to create faith in this message when you see some old guy doing things that some old guy should not be doing. But this message was never about doing headstands or handstands. It was always about how we live with ourselves. For me, my fitness routine was a way of self-expression and spiritual training. But there are many ways to do this and to find this objective. Yoga, martial arts, archery, marksmanship, swimming, mile-high hiking, century bicycling, bodybuilding, and many options come to mind. And each of these can have its own creative twists that mark it uniquely as my brainchild if that is needed. The goal of mastering your aging is to live passionately and with goals and purpose no matter how small or large. The goal of mastering your aging is to want to make an impact on the world no matter how old you are. The goal of mastering your aging is to realize that you are and will always be growing no matter how old you are and to protect that capacity for growth as long as you live. The handstand has become my symbol for play and passion. Perhaps I will change it in the future, perhaps not. It remains a legacy of my past. Were it not for my eyes, I would still be doing them. The Aging Academy does not teach that growing older is easy. We all know it has challenges. We watch young people handle their lives with impunity, unaware of how aging will test them. And we have earned 
the perspective to chuckle a bit, to feel a bit sorry for their ignorance, but also to celebrate their youth and energy. The Aging Academy teaches that growing older has a legitimate reason and purpose in our culture and in all cultures. We are shortchanging ourselves and our communities by not valuing this. Our cultural institutions become weaker and devoid of soul and unity when we do not value this. The Aging Academy teaches how to respond and enjoy this powerful part of our lives, how to make an impact for those we love. Throughout my many accidents and health events, the Aging Academy message remains the same and is captured in all three of its taglines. Number one, grow older without ever growing old. Number two, inspiring the next generation of wise elders. And number three, to master your aging process. There are still many unknowns about my condition and my path forward. I do not yet know how everything will settle out over time. For one, I have a series of medical appointments related to the eye, which most likely will include surgery to prevent the eye pressure from building up. This surgery will most likely result in cataracts over time, which will require further surgery to remove them. At least that is what I am told at this point. But I am excited to discover what the next chapter of my pursuits will be. Many people have felt that I should grieve this loss more deeply, and perhaps there will be a time for that in the future. But at the moment, I feel a growing thrill as to how I will fill this void. What form will it take? How will it characterize me? What will it demonstrate? How will, I, how will I use it to brand me? It is too soon to know the answer to any of these. It is too soon to move on, but I feel an anxiousness to do so. But there is more information to be gathered here. I have family members and old friends that know this field very well and will do everything in their power to keep me on the path that I have been enjoying. Perhaps I will share this information with the Insider Club members in upcoming newsletters. You can easily join the Insiders Club by visiting the Aging Academy website and fill in and submit the pop-up form that appears when viewing any page on that website. This story does not end here. How it continues, neither you nor I know. But I will be glad to share the continuing saga of this story to the Insider Club members at least, and perhaps in another podcast episode. Please explore the show notes page and the information that I have left there. You will find the commemorative video of me doing all sorts of handstands, and you will find the medical information related to my eye there as well. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Aging Academy podcast with Lee Moat. Check out more content and resources by visiting the show notes pages on the Aging Academy website at theagingacademy.com. That's the 
Aging Academy No Spaces dot com. Stay with us on our journey of learning the many ways of growing older without growing old. <laughs>